<laughs> he gave up his entire life. You Everything. Know, we're, we're talking, yeah, we're talking a couple of cans of pop or some candy bars or whatever, and Jesus takes and gives his entire life. Welcome to the 20-Minute Podcast, a ministry of King of Kings Lutheran Church. We are a caring community reaching in friendship with Christ. Follow us on social media at King of Kings CR or visit us on the web at www.kingofkingscr.org. All right, well, welcome to the 20 Minute Podcast. I'm here with Pastor Rich Balvance. My name is Tony Dixon, and we are here to join you for another 20 minutes of talking about some things and uh, and just discussing and also digging into God's Word and seeing what that says about uh, whatever our topic of the day is. Well, I think, you know, I really think a good one would be the subject of Lent because Ash Wednesday was the 26th and we're into the Lenten season now within the okay. church. all right. You know, not all of the Christian church observes Lent, right? but we as Lutherans do and it's sure. a season leading up to those few weeks just ahead of Easter. Yeah, well, what I think about and what I've learned a lot about since I was not brought up in the Lutheran church, I've learned a lot about Lent, but one of the things that just really confused me but also I thought was kind of interesting was the idea of giving something up for Lent. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think that's most people's perception about how one observes the Lenten season is by taking some aspect of your life Probably something you really enjoy, right? Maybe enjoy too much, and yeah. trying to live without that for a while. Yeah, Rich, do you give anything up for Lent? I never have. Never? I have never done it because I know myself. <laughs> I don't want to make a commitment to the Lord to do something that I know I'm not going to you, keep. <laughs> you've been you've been Lutheran your whole life, my whole life, and I have never wow, okay. ever done that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, like I said, my background is not in the Lutheran church and the denomination that I grew up in really didn't say much about Lent or certainly not the idea of giving something up. So in high school, when I started learning more about it, I viewed it as a game or that sort of thing. Like, oh, okay, like we'll give something up and we'll see how long I can last or, uh, oh, this will be good. I know that pop is bad for me. I'm going to give up pop this year. Or, or that sort of thing. I always figured that just look back and see how well you did on your New Year's resolutions. Right. And you will probably have a pretty good idea of how you're going to do on your Lenten fasting. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, it, you know, Lent isn't, I don't want to make light of it because the season of Lent is important. I mean, it, it's a time when we prepare ourselves by recognizing the fact that what we really need to have given up is sin. <laughs> right. But right. we know we can't give up sin, so we'll give up something else instead. You know, it's interesting that you say that. Earlier this week, I came across an article, and this is from last year, but it is in the Washington Post, and she uh, focused on how these churches were encouraging people to give up using plastic products, using plastic straws mm. and things like that during the season of Lent which I found very fascinating because, like I would mentioned a few minutes ago, this is something that I've continued to learn more about. Mm -hmm. and, and so I'm sitting there reading this thinking, plastic straws, okay. You know, I understand that it's a good thing for the environment to watch what we're doing with things like plastic and those things that we use. 
but does this really fit into giving something up for Lent? You know, environmental protection, that comes under God's command to man to have dominion over the earth, and that means to preserve it and to keep it in shape and make it livable for succeeding generations so that it's productive. Now, that is following a command of God. It may not have much to do with Lent, however. Right. Yeah. Well, and when I think about how it was explained to me, like, why would you give up something for Lent? It was explained to me in such a way that by giving something up, although you certainly don't have to, uh, at least in the Lutheran denomination, that's not a requirement by any stretch, but it is an opportunity to kind of go along with the idea of fasting, right? Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity that we may have, that we may want to commit to, not for anybody else, not even for ourselves, but during the season of Lent, to focus on that suffering that Christ went through on the cross, as well as he fasted in the wilderness before that. Exactly. To me, that, that that's another reason. <laughs> I think I've never, one of the reasons I've never tried giving something up for Lent, because it seemed kind of insignificant. Yeah. I'm not saying that fasting in itself is, but the idea of doing something just because it's a certain week of the year sure, uh, or a certain season of the year. It's time, right? It's time, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to somehow restrain myself for a time. I, I'll give you a quick example. I do fast. Okay. But it's in preparation for the Lord's Supper. Sure, okay. And in my personal devotional life, that's when I do that. Yeah. So that's a recurring thing. That's a recurring. It's not, doesn't happen just like once a year. It's, it's so, so it's a recurring throughout the year, throughout my life. And so that to me is, is a little bit different way to do the same thing. Sure. I think that this article kind of, it causes me to ask the question, is it a bad thing? Is it a, a uh, insincere? Is it not not good to have these denominations encouraging their people to do things like not use plastic straws or uh, to be more eco-friendly or eco-conscious? And although I guess I, I, I see the point in, like you said, taking care of the earth and taking care of God's creation, mm-hmm. that may start to miss the mark and diverge a little bit from what we're talking about here. We would probably put that in a category that associates works with righteousness. You're right, exactly. Um, and that, as you said, kind of misses the mark of what the purpose of Lent mm-hmm. is, which is to focus on our uh, natural unrighteousness. Yeah. Well, and even to take the focus off, I'm not uh, not trying to pick on any of these churches who have encouraged their congregation members to do these things. But let's uh, sidestep for a minute and look at something else that maybe people commonly give up. You know, like I looked up the top 100 list from, uh, from <laughs> it's interesting, these things that people gave up for Lent from Twitter. And in the last year, some of the top things were things like social media or networking, mm-hmm. uh, alcohol, chocolate, swearing, you know, using, <laughs> using language that maybe they know they shouldn't or feel like they shouldn't, or they're my... My go-to for the for several years was soda, and that's on there at number eight. Mm-hmm. So you know there are all of those things on there, but just like the plastics, where's the focus? When I'm giving up soda, is it really causing me to focus on the suffering that Christ endured for me in my place? 
or am I looking to drop a few pounds and this might be the motivation <laughs> that I need to do it? Yeah, that's right. And I, I would guess that if this survey had been, you know, 25 years ago, smoking would have been right up there in, right. in the top of things that people would give up for Lent. I'll tell you, I know this is an aside, but one of the things that bothered me a little bit reading and as I read through that, that same article was the number of people who said that they would like to just give up their life yeah, give up their uh, their existence. One of well, give up, give up. Period. Right. Yeah, give up. Period. Yeah. Give up breathing. Yeah. Give up sobriety. Give up myself. You know, this this idea that uh, there was nothing really worth continuing to live for was also a, a real shocker in there for me as well. But yeah, the the idea of us doing something that improves our situation, particularly our situation before God. As Lutherans, we know that that is, uh, uh, and according to Scripture, that's just not even really a possibility for us. Right. Well, like you said, I wouldn't if if I was approaching it that way, I wouldn't even start. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I've already lost. I've already lost. Yeah. So you know, that's that's for sure. I mean, the, the, as soon as we look at Lent as being a time when we somehow make ourselves right with God, we've gotten off on the wrong foot immediately because it is yeah. it's a time to recognize our own unrighteousness in light of God's righteousness. That's right. And one other thing, Rich, that I think about when I, when I come across these types of things too is in some cases, uh, you know, the rationale for giving up things that are not eco-friendly or whatever it may be, is viewed as giving that up for the benefit of others. And in doing so, you know, that sacrifice is glorifying or is honoring God. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on, on that as well, because it's a good thing to do, I suppose. It's, it's all, it's like everything. I mean, it's what is your motivation? Sure. What is the motivation behind the action that I'm taking? And so, so I guess the question we'd have to ask is, what does giving up have to do with faith? Sure. What, what does giving up have to do with my faith? And it's not just to show me my sinfulness, but it gives me the opportunity to redirect my actions so that giving up becomes a part of who I am permanently as opposed to giving up just so I can give up giving up when Easter rolls around. Right. You know? <laughs> You're looking forward to crossing that finish line. That's right. You know, the, the, check it, it off the list. There is no finish line. And, you know, if we're looking at the idea of giving up, and I'm just going to use a, a shortcut word here, and we're, and we're going to use the word fast or fasting. Sure. Because that is, uh, in Old Testament times and, and even today, but it is, it's sort of like a shortened definition for one's worship of God and one's inward motivation for worship. Right. Okay. Yep. And just recently, in fact, uh, I was preparing a sermon, and uh, we were, I was focusing on Isaiah chapter 58, where God talks about what true fasting is. Okay. In other words, it's it's what is what is the true observation of Lent, right? So to speak. Sure. And I just want to read a few verses out of Isaiah fifty-eight, where God says, "Is not this the kind of fasting that I have chosen?" So, in other words, God says, "Here's what I consider fasting, true fasting to be, true worship to be, to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke." 
to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke. Well, that's terminology that's a little foreign to to us, but it's to release people from being bound to what they are. Right. Release them from the yoke of sin and slavery to sin so that they can then become what God wants them to be, so they can be who he desires them to be. Yeah. And, And then he explains then how that works. He says... Is true fasting not this? He says it is to to share your food with the hungry, to provide the poor wanderer with shelter, and when you see someone naked, to clothe him, and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. In other words, don't mistreat your own relatives, sure, so to speak. Yeah, uh, your other for us other Christians. So, what this fasting true worship does is it takes my not doing something sure yeah my giving up and turns it into doing something right by giving so it, it, it almost it, goes along with where where i can't do god does that yeah, type of thing right? exactly exactly so it is god's love in action yeah so what i'm and, and this is the way i like to look at this idea of giving up if i am giving something up what am i doing with what i gave up if I gave up uh, my soda mm-hmm. for uh, six weeks and I normally spent $2 a week on that soda, how am I using the $12 I saved? Right. What am I doing to enhance the well-being of those around me with what I gave up? Yeah. Well, and that's a great response to what I asked earlier, which is how does the idea of giving something up for Lent or fasting tie into our how we relate to others and in very much the way that we give something up, it, it is because we're able to do those things that we can then go and love other other people. God yeah. gives us the ability to go and, and love others with his love. So in other words, this, this idea of this fasting, this Lenten giving up, has a greater purpose than simply, right. simply causing us to understand who we are in, in front of God. That's the main thing. Yeah. But it has an ulterior motive, and that is to also help others at the same well, time. Well, that's the, the the byproduct. We are loved, and then as a result, we love others, and, and we see the fruits of that's the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah, exactly. And so that what happens then is that this is not to be a short-term change or a short-term project, right? but a change in my way of living. Yeah. Absolutely. So we live in constant fasting. We live in constant true worship. We live in constant watching for the needs of those around us. Yeah. That's that's a part of who we are yeah. as these people that fast, right? As these people who are children of God. That's, that's exactly right. And so the, the idea of Lent and of giving up, then we have to think of, if we put it in, in Jesus' terms— you know, what did Jesus give up for the benefit of those around him? Right. He gave up his entire life. You Everything. Know, we're, we're talking, yeah, <laughs> we're talking a couple of cans of pop or some candy bars or whatever, and Jesus takes and gives his entire life to his last breath for the benefit of all of those around him and all of those yet to come and all those who preceded him because he died for the sins of all, every sin that ever was, is being, or will be committed by humankind. Sure. 
And uh, when, we, when we consider that kind of giving up, laying down his life for us, we, we then take joy in the fact that we can follow him in that way, in giving up our own lives. And that's how Lent, I think, should be, should be looked at, giving up our old selves, our lives as they were, and living then as the new life that he's going to reveal to us as he did to those around him in his Easter resurrection. That almost just fits directly into something that's in my notes from Romans chapter 6. That's where Paul writes about that, that very thing. And he says this, For if we have been united with him in death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, and that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. And as we think about our topic today and our discussion, man, I, I read that, and I was like, that's it, mm-hmm. right? It's on the nose. That's it. Paul knew what he was talking about, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that Holy Spirit, it's, man, it's, it, it really works. That's right. It? That's exactly right. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. Hey, how about, I, as before we wrap up, a quick prayer for us? That sounds great. Would you? I would love to. Already. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the, the time that you've given us here. Lord, we pray that your word would continue to uh, speak to us, Lord, during this season of Lent. I pray that you would help us to be able to find ways to focus on you and, uh, and continue to take care of ourselves and others around as a result of your love for us and your sacrifice. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Rich. Well, see you next time. Yep. Maybe I'll give up podcasting for Lent. (laughs) What do you think? I don't think so.